When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another season of Between You and Me, and welcome back to another episode. I missed you guys, took a little break in between seasons as I do, and now we have officially started season three. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I do have a lot of fun, more interesting, deeper topics to talk to you guys about this season. To give you a little rundown, every season I kind of switch things up a little bit. Um, try to like improve the podcast overall so that you guys enjoy it more and get more out of it. So I think this season, I'm pretty happy with how season two rolled out. Um, I did new graphics and such during that time period. Right now, I think um, a lot of you guys, from what it looked like, enjoyed my solo episodes the most and having kind of like, you know, a between you and me conversation where we talk about deeper things and kind of get into the nitty gritty subjects that sometimes you don't really get to talk about a lot or that maybe you think a lot of people don't really relate to um, and more advice sessions and things like that. So I think that's what I'm going to be sticking to for season three eventually some goals of mine are to make the podcast visual as well so you guys can watch or you guys can stick to listening to it on Spotify, Apple Pods, wherever you listen. Um, But yeah, so a lot of things are staying relatively similar this season and I am going to cut down a little bit on guest episodes and keep it between you and me, baby, okay? So that's what we're doing. This episode, I want to talk to you guys about what I'm taking into 2023. So it's a new year, okay? It's a new year. We're fresh. We're furry-eyed, whatever the saying is. And I have a lot of things that I learned in 2022 that I would like to share with you guys because everybody goes through their own experiences in their lives. And right now, I think 2022 has probably been one of the biggest learning years of my life, one of the biggest transformative periods of my life, and definitely one of the biggest, one of the longest years of my life. Although, you know, obviously it's not going to be the longest, but it felt what felt like the longest year because I went through so many different eras, if you will, like so many different periods of time that when I look back from January to December, I feel like I changed so much as a person because of the different challenges and the different experiences that I went through. And I really, (laughs) like a lot happened to me in 2022, which is weird to say because I remember when I was younger, I would almost, it would be such a bittersweet feeling every time I hit the end of the year because I would be like, 
damn, okay, there's another year that's passing and I feel like my life hasn't changed much and I don't feel very different and I don't feel like I've progressed a lot or I don't feel like I've done much with my year. And I can confidently say that I have been through a lot in 2022 to the point where I feel like I've done enough. Like I was like ready to like tie the fucking ribbon on top of the year and be like, goodbye, 2022. You were great. You were horrible. You were exciting. You were crazy. You made me cry like 500 times. But I'm ready for you to be a lesson to look back on and to take those lessons into 2023 and grow more and learn more and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So because of everything that has happened in the previous year, I feel like I have some piece of it, pieces of advice to share with you guys, which is what I'm going to do, okay? A lot of these are lessons that I learned because of experiences that I went through, like I said. So I'm going to give you a little story time, little little piece of information and how I got to the lesson and how I'm gonna make sure that I keep it in my brain for 2023. Now, keep in mind, I'm not the type of girl that believes in, you know, new year, new me, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really changed. The countdown happened. We're in a different year. You're still here and you still have the choice every day to do better or to change something and you don't really need a new year in order to do so. I just think, you know, going from 2022 to 2023 is a great period to reflect on the things that you've learned and make sure that you're moving forward in a way that you want to be moving forward. It's an opportunity for you to kind of make sure you're moving in the right direction and that's what I'm going to take it as because, you know, everybody has goals, everybody has things that they're trying to achieve but just because it's a new year doesn't mean it's you know I just don't like the whole idea and thought process of like oh my god it's a new year I need to do this I need to do that because like you can do this in the middle of March you can do this in August you can do this in September it doesn't matter it's just because it's this time of year it reminds people to be more aware to reflect to adapt and change. So I'm taking the opportunity for what it is. Now, my first and very truest to my heart piece of advice and lesson that I've learned within 2022 is that everything happens for a reason. Now, I talked about this a little bit in my heartbreak episode because during the beginning of this year, I feel like my heartbreak was very fresh because it happened at the end of 2021. So obviously, just because it was a new year didn't mean that the heartbreak was gone. It took me time to process it. And I think that for a long time, I stuck by the words, everything happens for a reason. Although I did not know the reason at the time. I really didn't know why it was happening to me. I had a vague idea, but it was like, you don't really understand the reason until you see the results of whatever happened to you, okay? For me, for example, it was the ending of a relationship. It was um, being alone again. It was learning how to be alone again. So until you see the results of whatever happened to you, you're not really gonna understand just yet why 
a certain thing happened in your life, but it's the element of trusting it and it's believing that whatever happened had a purpose to happen because if you keep dwelling on something and thinking, oh, that shouldn't have happened to me, I didn't deserve that, you know, I deserve better, this, that, blah, 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 then I think that you're really going to be putting yourself in a negative headspace and not looking at it in a better way to change your perspective into a more positive one because everybody's going to have shit that happens to them. Everybody's going to have stuff that they just simply don't deserve happen to them because that's life and that's the unfortunate way of things. But if you look at it in a perspective of, I know I needed to learn this lesson right here and that's why I'm able to be where I am today, then you'll understand why that situation was meant to happen in your life. And yes, maybe it didn't have to be that bad. Maybe it didn't have to hurt that badly. But regardless, it happened for you to be where you are right now. And hopefully where you are right now is better than where you were in that moment. Everybody take a sip of water, okay? Because I just got hella parched and I just thought about how a goal that everybody should have this year is to drink more water. I don't know. I think everything can be solved with getting enough water intake. That's just me. But um, it really will solve a lot of your like minute little issues. Headaches, cramps, lack of energy, UTIs. Drink some fucking water, guys. Okay, something else that I learned this year specifically this year too, because I think that everything for happens for a reason situation I've been learning throughout life. It was just a little bit more significant this year, but something that I really learned this year, which kind of benefited, benefited me in a way, was to let go of my need for control. Now, I feel like I've talked about this a lot because it has a lot to do with anxiety. Um, and if you guys know anything from this podcast, it's probably that I'm a very anxious person. Unfortunately, because I've been like this my whole entire life, I've kind of grown up that way. And then I had a really big dip in my mental health, like when I was like 20. I'm 23 now, for reference. Um, But something that happens to you when you kind of create really anxious habits is that you crave and always want a need for control in order to feel safe. Because anxiety at the end of the day is you being fearful of things that you can't control in your future and events that could happen or what could happen to certain people or what could happen to yourself or your job, school, etc. So it's you not being able to see what will happen in the future and then fearing the worst. And then because of that, trying to gain control in any way possible because it helps you feel safer and feel like you have some kind of essence of what will happen in the future. You have some kind of like knowing, you know what I mean? So I think because of that, I kind of grew into a lot of habits that caused me to want to maintain control. And I still, I still do that to this day. Okay. Unfortunately, it's something that's really hard to kick out of your habits. So it is definitely something that still haunts me to this day. But I just have to remind myself that letting go of your need for control and something that I learned from a pretty important person in my life today is, and he told me multiple times to just flow. I don't know. He kind of pushed that into my brain when I met him and 
he made it a mindset somewhat, you know, to to stop overthinking things and to stop needing this control to feel safe and instead flow with the way that life is bringing you. Because if we go back, everything happens for a reason, right? So if you let things unfold the way that they should and you flow with life and at the end of the day, the only person you can control is yourself. So just strictly doing what you can in your power to help yourself move in the right direction and stop trying to like pull at strings of control for any other things like trying to control other people or trying to control their situations and just letting things happen it will really just remove a big ball of stress in your life because people will stress over needing control about certain things I know I do and it can be for example the smallest small smallest things because when like I explained, when you get into this habit of needing control in every situation to feel safe, it ends up being literally the most minute things in the world. Like for example, if your plans don't turn out exactly the way that you plan them. Let's say you, um, this is an example that my friend told me. So let's say that you planned a dinner for your boyfriend. It's his birthday and he's coming home from work and he says that he has to go do something like run an errand before, like something like some kind of emergency happened. So he's going to be late, basically missing his birthday dinner. And you freak out because you plan this, you want to do something sweet for him. Like, you know, it was just really an annoying situation to be in because you don't have any control about what he does. And you want it to work out the way that you planned it because you crave this need for control. And instead of just being like, okay, it's fine. You know, whenever you come home, we'll celebrate, we'll do whatever. You know, it's your day, this, that you lash out, you get angry, you say, what the hell? Like, why couldn't you be here at the proper time? Like, it's your birthday. I did this and this and this and this and this for you. When at the end of the day, what are you gaining from that situation? Your boyfriend still has to go do whatever the fuck he had to do. And he, you know, he's just going to be upset because it's his birthday. And now you're mad at him too. And he probably doesn't want to have to do this errand that he needs to run. That's an emergency, but he has to do it. Okay. So there you go. I don't know if that was a good example, but, um, It was the first one I thought of. Another thing I learned is to not focus on your fears. Don't spend so much time thinking about what could go wrong. Not to scare you guys because it can be scary to think of this, but when you're so focused on what you can do wrong, what another person can do wrong to you, or a situation that can go wrong, you're subconsciously so worried that you can manifest that into your life, if that makes sense. I think this way because, like I said before, as a person with anxiety, you think of the worst possible situation. You catastrophize things, which means thinking of the worst possible situation. And sometimes when you pre-think something bad that's about to happen to you or that could possibly happen to you in the future, you're going to start acting right now in ways to prevent that from happening. So a good example is if you meet somebody, okay, you meet a new guy, you meet a new girl, whatever it might be, and you are, you've been cheated on, okay, in your past, and you're so scared and closed off and you don't want to let another person into your life because the fear of getting hurt again is so prominent in your mind that you just simply don't allow this person in and they could be the most genuine human being they could have the best intentions and they could 
be showing you this and you might like it and you might really like this person too, but you are holding yourself back from even opening up because you're fearing what could potentially happen because that's always going to be, that's always going to be, you know, something that could happen. You can always get yourself hurt by somebody if you trust the wrong person, but that's life, unfortunately, right? And the problem here is that because you're fearing the worst outcome, even though you don't really have evidence that it's going to happen, you're closing yourself off. You're acting in a certain way that's going to show that person that you're not interested or that they shouldn't put their energy into you or that, you know, they, you know, it's not the right time for you. So you miss out on a connection. You miss out on meeting someone new. You miss out on potentially finding a new lover and it can be really unfortunate because you stop yourself from good things by fearing the future instead of allowing yourself to hope for the best but still be cautious everybody has to have a little bit of caution especially when maybe like in that example you have been cheated on or you have um had your heart broken in the past something like that so in these situations I think don't focus too much on the negative. I'm so good at that. I can always think 10 steps ahead about something that could potentially go wrong, even if there's about 13% chance of it happening. And then you put yourself into a negative space in your mind and you start acting negatively because you don't want something to happen to you. And then you like throw out these like preventative measures and be like nope I don't want to do this if someone's like oh do you want to go on like a weekend trip let's do something romantic and you're like nope I don't want to do that I don't want to like get myself that deep into something even if you really like the person even if you think that they're really great you're just gonna say nope because I just don't want to do it I don't want to like get close enough to this person for them to hurt me and that's just a fucking shame if you think about it if you have to push yourself push yourself don't be scared don't think the worst will always happen to you because if your mind is thinking that, then it just might. Do you know what I mean? It's like if your inner world is constantly negative and thinking bad things are going to happen to you, your exterior world is going to reflect that. So if your interior world is thinking positively, thinking good things are going to happen and thinking regardless of any bad situation, you know that you have your back and you'll be there for you or your family or your friends will be there for you, then you're moving in a positive way for better things to come your way and for better things to happen. And you are like acting better because you believe better. Was that confusing? Maybe. Made sense in my head. So hopefully it made sense in yours. Another big thing that I learned that has a lot to do with work and a lot to do with... Whoa, my mic just fell. Okay, another thing that I learned that has a lot to do with work, I guess you could say, and kind of your path in life is that you are in no rush. Okay, a lot of people listening, regardless, actually, I want to say regardless of your age, but a lot of people listening are probably, according to my demographics, around like 18 to 25. Now, we are in the building blocks of our life. We're in the time frame where we get to experiment and figure out what we want to do, live our lives to the absolute fullest, but just do as much as you can do. Learn, experience new things. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Try new things. Get out of your comfort zone. Right now is that time frame. So don't feel like you're in a rush for anything. I think this goes back to comparing yourself to people. And a lot of the times what happens to me is I compare myself to the people that are in my age range and what they've achieved and what they have done in their life, which a lot of the times has to do with money and success. When I, if we really think about it, what that is a fraction, if anything, of our lives, right? So in this situation, it's important to know that everybody's on their own path. You specifically are on your own path and you don't need to rush into things. Don't feel this constant need to be on go mode and to grind every single day and to not pay attention to anything else in your life apart from your success because this will lead to burnout. Let me tell you that because this has happened to me probably like a good three times this year where I'm just so hyper-focused on work and success and seeing, in my case, numbers, views, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And in other people's case would be maybe like a raise, a promotion, getting more money, this, stepping up in your career. And things like that will drive you rather than just being able to experience life in general because that's really what we're here for, okay? Not the success, not the money, not the fame, if that's what it is, things like that. So try to remind yourself that it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to not push yourself past a certain level if you just don't have it in you. It's okay to also push yourself, okay? That's also obviously a good thing to a certain extent, obviously, to the point where you're still able to feel good at the end of the day and still feel like you have a sense of self and you didn't just push everything, all of your energy into being more successful or working harder or things like that. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's not push ourselves too hard this year. Let's do just enough. And I really think it goes back. Are you kidding me? My mic is falling again. I really think it goes back to balance. Okay, cool. All right, another thing I learned. I wrote I wrote my lessons down, by the way. So I'm looking at my um, computer on Notion, which is the app that I use. But um, I just like smiled when I read this, which is kind of stupid. But I wrote down love is the most important thing as one of my lessons. And when I say this, I'm a big lover, okay? I love love. I love being in love and I love loving people and I love seeing people in love and I love loving anything, anything at all. I love loving the nice weather. I love loving my cats. I love loving my room. I love loving a nice sweater, things like that. Just loving, okay? I don't know if that was so extra, but what I mean to say here is that I guess we could go back to the last point in saying I think the most important thing that we were put on this freaking earth for is to love people and be loved. And that doesn't necessarily mean relationships because I know because I know sometimes people don't need to be in relationships or are not ready for relationships. So or not looking or not finding relationships, okay? So um it doesn't strictly mean relationship love. I mean loving your friends, loving your family, loving the lady that works at the corner flower store. Okay, does this make sense? I don't know if I'm describing this properly. I'm trying to say that 
a lot of the times we can get sucked into the way of life, really mundane, stupid things that don't matter. Like if your car breaks down or if your favorite show got canceled off Netflix, you know, like little things that are just can be really dramatic to certain people or drama, bullshit, things like that, you know? And it's a good reminder to take into the new year that everything that you do, hopefully, you're moving in a way that's able to show somebody love. Hmm, that was kind of beautiful. Um, what I mean by that, let's say you are like me and you do social media for a job. My way of showing love is making this, is talking to you guys and giving you advice and giving you little pieces of my life that have helped me learn and grow and then giving that to you guys. So hopefully it'll help you. That's my love to give to you guys because I love you guys. Um, for example, if maybe you live by yourself and you know that one of your friends is sick or one of your friends just went through a breakup, you pull up at their house with a freaking box of cookies. I don't know. What are you doing in your day-to-day life that is able to show love for other people? That's what I mean. You don't want to go through life ignoring that because I think it's one of the most special things that we have and that's free. Are you freaking kidding me? Not a lot of things are free. Love is free. I'm realizing there's a big pattern to my lessons here and that they all kind of have an overlapping meaning and it's kind of to like focus on what's actually important to you because I really do think it's so easy to get distracted in life And not that it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to get distracted, go into your little la-la land, be a little delusional sometimes. But because of the world that we live in and that it's so fast-paced and that everyone's worried about themselves, we forget to worry about other things. And my next lesson is to only focus on what is truly important to you. This goes back to my other points in the same way because, like I said, there's a lot of mundane life activities and things that you can do to distract yourself and what I feel like personally can be a big waste of time and (laughs) it's funny because you might realize it later on in your life if you went through phases like this but a big thing that I thought about was wasting your time money and energy on drinking you know going out partying every weekend buying a cute outfit you know wasting your money on random shit that you don't need so that you can go out and look good and At the end of the day, we can look at this in like so many different ways because going out is fun. I'm not a grandma just yet. I like going out. I like having fun with my friends. I like the occasional bender. But when you're 19 years old and you've drank it away every single weekend, what do you have left? What does it do for you? Because I know everybody goes through that phase. Maybe not everybody, but I know a lot of people especially in our generation, go through that partying rat girl phase. I know I did. Um, It's good to kind of consider like, what are you gaining out of these aspects? Like, what are you gaining out of these experiences? And how does it make you feel? Because chances are you get drunk. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe you throw up if you're anything like me. I don't know, I'm very high tolerance. You wake up, you're fucking ill. You literally throw up every 15 minutes. That's also happened to me. Um your room's a mess because you got ready the night before and you made it a mess. You have no energy. You have anxiety if you're anything like me. Oh, it's bad. You're you're pre-thinking everything that happened to you the night before and you're worried about every single action that happened and you're worried about the blackout. Okay, there's a good hour of time that you don't remember and you're wondering what you were doing. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I will go out. I will have fun. I will have, I will get drunk. You know, I will do fun shit like that. But it's like, it's just a cycle. And if you keep doing this every single weekend, and if you keep wasting money, time, energy, and at the end of the day, mental health, because something that I heard one time was that drinking takes your happiness from tomorrow, something like that. It'll literally strip your dopamine for the next day, but you'll have hella dopamine that night. So you will be high off of dopamine from drinking and having fun, and the next day you have no more dopamine left, which a lot of the times leave people depressed and anxious the next day. I'm not trying to shit on the mood because I know a lot of people like going out, but I'm just saying balance. Tell yourself if you've just went out for the past four weekends, do you need to go out again next weekend? Is it going to be exactly the same? Yeah, probably. Could you benefit from a night in with a glass of wine and some freaking Alfredo? Maybe a journal or two, a quick Netflix show, binging the show. You know, there's other ways to have fun and there's other ways to relax and experience fun times with your friends than going out wasting your money and getting wasted and probably dabbling in some drugs okay um definitely something I learned this year because I went through a little rag girl phase for a couple weekends and I think I realized it at this period in time because I had opportunities to go out again and like many opportunities to like stay out another night when I went out on a Friday and to stay out on a Saturday and I chose not to because it just felt better it's like I had fun the night before I had a good time I'm not really down to use my last little bottle of energy up on going out and I'd rather kind of just stay in and do whatever I want to do and have a good calm night now focusing on on what's important to you also kind of relates to wasting time on drama on gossip on caring about what other people think about you or what they have to say about you especially when these people have no impact in your life whatsoever okay now I've had a couple instances this year where I've like heard like oh this girl hates you or this person like doesn't like you or this person like unfollowed you on Instagram because of this blah blah blah. and I can confidently say to the bottom of my huge voluptuous heart that I could give less of a shit truly and honestly if you don't like me if you don't agree with me or if you have any kind of negative perception on me it's really not my responsibility to change that and it's everybody's allowed to have their own opinions and I don't like to be sucked into drama I don't like to have anybody affecting the way that I feel if I really don't know you or I don't really have any kind of relationship with you like why do you care about me because I don't really care about you you know what I mean so I've had a couple instances like that this year, but they never really turned into anything because I never gave them energy. And I'm sure if I gave them energy, it would turn into something that was just very unnecessary and it would waste my own energy. So that's my other little tidbit. If this person has really no impact in your life, let's say, if you don't consider them a friend, if you don't consider them a, a close acquaintance that actually has any benefit into your life, if they don't give you any positivity, if they don't heighten your life in any way, and if you don't care for them, then I don't think you should care about what they say. There's many more things to focus on in this lifetime than what people that we don't really care about say about us and drama and bullshit and even stuff that has nothing to do with us. We can get sucked into that too. So um, yeah, keep your peace this year, guys. We don't need that. None of that. Um, Okay, lastly but not leastly, a very, very nice, good lesson I learned this year 
was how important balance and routine is in your life. I think I found myself getting into a much nicer and more peaceful routine this year because I had a lot of free time and I spent a lot of time alone within like the first half of the year because it was um, the beginning of the year was a, a big healing time period for me. So you get used to a little bit of isolation and you start to enjoy it after a while and you start to find a lot of peace just being with yourself and another thing that brings a lot of peace is having routines and things that you can do for yourself that make you feel better that really don't rely on other people that's a very important thing too is that you know the things that you do in your day-to-day life don't always need to rely on others you can simply just rely on yourself and it'll bring you a lot of comfort for me what kind of brought me the most comfort and made me feel the most balanced was adding in really like specific intricate routines into my life that make me feel I don't know I guess it's like maybe a way of romanticizing your life in a way or I don't know I actually don't know what it is I don't know what it is about having these little intricate routines in my day-to-day that make me feel a little bit more complete I guess a little bit more put together and I guess it kind of is in a sense romanticizing because I do feel like I am in a movie scene when I do it. So what I do, for example, is a whole luscious hair care routine once a week, okay? I do the whole shebang. I do the oiling of the scalp. I do the hair mask in the hair. I'm actually going to do it today, tonight, before I go to the gym. So I have a nice little slick in my hair and I come home and I wash it out and I'm going to feel so fresh and gorgeous and beautiful. Um, a whole skincare routine and that includes your body. Exfoliate exfoliate everything moisturize every inch of your body literally put hand cream or whatever your thickest type of cream is on your feet okay we forget about moisturizing our dogs okay (laughs) put it on your feet put some fluffy socks on sleep in that you're gonna have baby soft toes when you wake up little things like that that i feel like when i had these like precious little intricate routines they that just make you feel good and you're showing love to yourself and you're taking care of yourself is important in terms of balance because once again we get sucked up into the little things of life and we forget to take care of ourselves and sometimes they're not so little I don't mean to say that all of us get sucked into like the tiny little like stupid aspects of life sometimes we have big problems that happen to us and that still will have the same effect because it'll strip us strip our attention away from ourselves and our attention will be elsewhere for long periods of time and it's important to come back and do things for yourself like your little intricate routines or going to the gym every night because that's what you do for yourself or you know meditation things like that um but yeah that, those are all my lessons that I learned this year and that I want to for sure carry into the next year and I probably will be learning a lot more lessons but I do have some goals that I wrote down too um because I want to obviously do a bit better this year so some things that I wrote down were to have allotted time off of my phone and to be in no work mode because a big thing I think I struggled with was not having that work-life balance throughout 2022 and it ended up like I said in a couple of burnout situations so really being able to master that a little bit that work-life balance and making sure that I give myself time off of my phone I want that to be a goal so badly because I want to know what it feels like to just have peace for a couple hours during the day where I'm not on my phone and not like talking to anybody online. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like it probably feels so refreshing. And I don't really ever do that. 
I'm kind of always tuned in and it happens really rarely like let's say when I'm with other people and I need to give them like my constant attention only during those times am I not really on my phone um but that won't really be very often unfortunately so I think getting into some kind of routine where I spend a certain couple hours during the day doing that and hopefully maybe at nighttime would be good so that I can get a better sleep schedule that's also a goal I didn't even write down I need to fix my sleep schedule it's actually insane I also want to read more so badly this year I want to read more I think that like I don't read enough I don't spend enough time in like some peace and quiet just reading something I'm a big fan of like self-help books um things that will teach me something about life um I also like novels, some love stories, but I don't really have any right now. I've finished all those ones that I have like six years ago, (laughs) so maybe I need to buy more books. But just reading, um, right now I'm reading a online book that I found and I don't know what it's called. Maybe I can find it here. It's about attachments because that's something that I want to learn more about because I just don't really know much about it and I know that it kind of affects me. I'm a bit of an anxious attachment girly. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Oh, it's called Insecure in Love. How anxious attachment can make you feel jealous, needy, and worried, and what you can do about it. You know, I don't know. Just some simple light reading before bed. Um, Other things, too, that I would like to start reading. So leave me some book recommendations. Go onto my um, Between You and Me podcast Instagram or TikTok or whatever and DM me some good book recommendations that you think I would potentially enjoy because I want to, like, buy a few read a little bit more this year, expand my mind, expand my brain, be a little bit more knowledgeable. My last thing and goal for this year is to not be so hard on myself. Um, I really am a bitch (laughs) to myself a lot, a lot. I get into these really self-deprecating moods where I'm like, oh, you suck, Alex. You have so much to work on. You have so much to improve on. You're really not all that. Like, you're just kind of a freaking loser and imagine I talk to someone else that way. Wow, I would never, right? But then I talk to myself that way. So not being so hard on myself is a big, big goal. I think it would solve a lot of my problems because I'd have a little bit more confidence, a little bit more trust in myself, and it would ease a lot of anxiety. So I think just reminding myself to not be so hard on myself is going to be a big goal this year that I'm going to work on. And I really feel like you're always going to be your harshest critic. You're always going to be the hardest on yourself, but there's no need to push yourself too hard or to be so mean to yourself because at the end of the day really you should be your biggest fan you should hype yourself up the most because you know like I say you are the only person that's going to be with you until the end of your days so you might as well make it enjoyable make a friend out of yourself be nice to yourself well that's all I got for the first episode of season three my lessons and my goals for this year. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you took a little something from it and got a little. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wiser today. I love you guys so much, and I hope you're excited for season three. I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye.